like when the nigga sings a song. I just didn't let a nigga sing a whole song. I was just like, let me know when you're ready, chef. Waited three seconds. Okay, proceed. Had to have a moment of quiet meditation. I didn't kneel in my chair. You got you some lemon water over there by you, some 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 tea or something for when the service mm-hmm. starts. Yep, man. The next voice you hear will be the voice of our very own chef. Why they used to cover the the glass in with a napkin? Like was someone going to poison the pastor? <laughs> 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 like, okay, so it wasn't just my church. <laughs> like every church I went to, they put a napkin. <laughs> On this shit, like they was like, "Are you gonna kill the pastors?" Like, is <laughs> is this a, a thwart the assassination attempt? And it's a whole fucking pitcher in one cup. Like, can't nobody else get none of that shit? That shit be looking delicious and frosty. Like, that nigga was drinking lemonade. I was like, you should not. Why are you drinking a refreshing beverage? Oh man, <laughs> they gonna take a pause and take a cold sip of lemonade, and it's fucking sweltering in here. Who? Who did this? Somebody pastor? At every pastor at every church oh. I've been to, nigga has some ice to in there. I think some of them did too, especially when they start getting in their bag at the end. <laughs> I'm like, mm, he started in that cup a little bit harder, and that boy sweating and going crazy. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, my. My pastor would be like, oh, Amy, oh, all right. So when I said them, Mr. Waki, them can't send them. And the best of them, we over here send them over there. So, so Mr. Waki, you ready to take them back to the basics? So badly. That one I named Sesame Street in a colors. I think named Cartoon Carol. Ready, 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 ready. It's that time again when Bola does and play. Get chicky now. All who see them, I said that they die. Ready, 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 ready. Who want to show them how we do it? The new dance name Sesame Street. When they blow them my godly Watch it make me show them they all so badly Them at that pole Bullfrog baby toddly Watch it make me show them they all so badly We not free that two face Who now I take Bradley Watch it make me show them they all so badly See your friends, see your enemy Walk out madly Watch it make me show them they Hey, give them the fear Welcome to the dog respect What did you pause for? Like what is the fucking three second pause for? To gather himself I just want to make sure it's, a, it's not a false start that's why I always do that. What are you talking about? I just want to know why. I just want to know like why the to avoid the false start. Like yeah, I ain't ready yet. So I, just, I give I I give a what's the word? Um, a pause, a pregnant pause. No, I give a complimentary pause um, just to account for any sort of updates or changes to the recording. I don't know when you mash the button because I can't see you mash the button. So he does it for you. Oh, oh, it's a cur- oh, I appreciate it. It's a courtesy pause. That's the word I was looking for. I like it. Yeah, I didn't get I mean. complimented. Okay, got it. Yeah, I fucked it up. It started with a C. And it's a nice word. Cunt pause. Did you say cunt pause? Started with a C. That's not nice, though. Are we <laughs> recording right now? Why would we not be recording? Even though what we missed fuck? podcast gold for 30 minutes ago. But. Man. Jesus Christ. Welcome to With All Due Respect. This is Chef. And as always, when listening to our podcast, give us a like, tell your friends about it, and write a sweet comment on Apple Podcasts. This is episode 171. Gentlemen? That was a very sultry introduction, by the way. 
your voice was was hitting all the notes. That was outstanding, by the way, Chef. I just want to give you give you props on that. I've been taking cap classes. Oh, my cap man. cap classes. <laughs> right, you fucked it up. Right, right. When I gave you the compliment, I fucked it up when I tried <laughs> to say classes. Ironically, got enough. way too excited. <laughs> right. I did get excited. You're right. You're right. Yeah. What with the white voice? What up? Five thousand Northside, Florida. It's your boy J. Joe. Take off the foo foo. Uh, right on. Um, what was what was so, take off, what's take off the foo foo from? It's from yeah. uh, that Kendrick Lamar album you don't listen to. Got it. Yeah, not to be confused with a Fifi. No. <laughs> Shout out to the Fifi episode. Did Did you see Buddy on TikTok with the whole Fifi tutorial? I did. I did. He used a. What did he use? He a made a towel. Fifi. Yeah, he used a towel. Was it a a blue latex surgical glove? glove? Yeah. Uh, he warmed it up and he put some sort of lotion in it, and you know he swaddled the glove. I think you're supposed to swaddle something, like yeah. the like you swaddle the glove. I haven't seen it, but I'm assuming you would swaddle the glove with the towel to provide warmth, moisture. I guess it's got to be warm, but you also got to have something to physically grip onto. I would assume. I mean, you can't go straight to the glove. That would just be uncivilized. So can you explain to everyone what if they don't know what a fifi is? Because we're you know. What, what it is? It's a jailhouse masturbatory device. It's a masturbator. <laughs> it's a masturbator. It's a man-made <laughs> fake it's a, yeah, it's, vagina. It's a, it's a man masturbator. I wouldn't call it a fake vagina because you're still clutching to a towel. I would say it's a masturbatory um, apparatus akin to what. what was so, what do you think they're thinking? What do they think that they're fucking in their brains when they're closing their eyes and they're sticking their dick in a glove and towel? Something sad. No, they think it is, you know, free from 106 in Park. I don't know where that came from, but <laughs> no, that was a good one. Back in the day, free was also was definitely a free star. was fine, boy. Free was fine. Well, she probably still is fine, but free was. She is. I follow her on Instagram, but she's not like fun or nothing. She be like at church and shit. That's so blasphemous. Church people right. are fun, man. Mm, man. I think they was fun at Vacation Bible School. They J. 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 Joe, a church person, when he just quoting quote scripture we, a yeah. few episodes ago. I'm, I'm hella man of the cloth. What's your question? It, was, it says, are church people fun? I'm, I'm hella fun, and I'm hella churchy. What you talking about? I know you was churchy. You go to church every Sunday? You used to play the drums yeah. at the church summer. I didn't. Nah, I didn't. I was, a junior, I was on junior usher board because I, I couldn't sing, so the one time I went to sing. Yeah, bro. I say you can hold the note a little bit. Man, let me tell you. Not when you're in a not when you're in a choir with boys to men. Like, oh, you was in the singers' church. <laughs> these niggas, these niggas had their own uh, side uh, singing group called FYP, which is for your praise if you're in church, but for your pleasure if we was out <laughs> around the young midnights. And uh, I was I was the acting manager slash rapper of the group. In a group full of singers, so. So you didn't yeah. want to join the choir because of that? No, 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 no. No, so we'd have choir rehearsal. I, I joined the the choir. So one time, all the niggas, which were the tenors, had something else to do, probably sing somewhere, and I was like the only dude in the choir. So then they were like, "All right, so tenors," which was me. I was like, "All right, so Jesus is real," and I'm like, 
Jesus is real. She's like, no, no. Jesus is real. I'm like, Jesus is real. And then I didn't like that feeling. So I was like, you couldn't hit the three-part harmony, dog? At all. Right. Hey, now I'm going to tell you right now, boy. Shit get real funky when you start going down the line, boy. That's definitely not for the pain of heart. Let me go ahead and just stand in this middle aisle. Pass out. I'm about to say flyers. Programs. You were, the, you were the fourth member of Jodeci. What was his name? Mr. Dalman. Mr. Dalman. What the was his name? <laughs> Mr. Dalman. First of all, Mr. Dalvin was the third member. Uh, <laughs> Who was the other member? De- uh, Devontae was the real third member. Devontae. No, Mr. Dalvin actually played instruments and wrote. The other I thought Devontae was the writer. I thought Devontae, Devontae wrote the music. He was the producer, right? He did the, the I thought the Devontae track. was the producer. Hold on. Which one is the, the nigga? With the light eyes? Nigga? Which one's the light skinned one? That's Devontae with the with, with with the with the. Uh, I don't think Devontae did shit. Uh, but Devontae swing. He was like the producer nigga. He like did the tracks. Yeah, I thought it was Devontae. Like he's he still like a producer. He's still on, producing um, tracks. Yeah, he was on playing piano on unplugged. Mr. Dalman was fucking off with a masturbatory device no, in the back. <laughs> did you call a nigga Mr. Dalman? <laughs> Whatever the fuck his <laughs> <Yeah>. name is. <laughs> What is his name? Celebratory, too close to celebratory. It it's the same. Yeah. It is. It's a root word. <laughs> it is. It is close. Yeah. Hey boy, what is that nigga's name though? We gotta hold on. Who? Get with the Dalvin, intro. Mr. Dalvin. It's Mr. Dalvin. Dalvin, like Mr. Dalvin. Oh, yeah. that is a but horrible I'm name. Let me see. Anyway, y'all keep talking. I'm keep Speaking of masturbatory, I got caught. Whoa. Um, <laughs> That Isn't that always people. awkward? Like, what do you, how do you explain that away? Like, it's not wrong, job. but it's wrong. No, at, 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 job again. At, oh. the job is at home. I work at home. Oh. I never got caught at the job. I never saw her get caught. You never got caught. Oh, you never got caught at work, but you got caught at home. Yeah, recently. Like this is within the last two weeks. Oh, uh, yesterday by a child. Oh man, no. By your, by lady? your wife. Yeah, that sounds like an opportunity, and not getting caught. That sounds <laughs> like kind of getting caught. Because at that point in time, you, you're already drawed down. So it's. <laughs> I mean, that's how well, that's how porno start, right? Fired already. So how so so how did it go? Yeah, my fire already though. Right? How did it go? <laughs> it went bad. How? I just kikied it off. It was you, late. You kikied that? No, no, no. How, no, I want to know what you, where you were, what you were doing. I mean. And I was like in bed, and I was like, "Was she in kill. bed with you?" No, she was working. Okay, it was like in the oh, middle okay. of the day. Is it no, it was like late. Job at the house for her too. Oh, yeah, man. we all work at home. And, 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 and you couldn't wait, so I couldn't. So I was like, I was like, man, it's um, put on um, ha, ha, what's it called? Habib, the Habib show. Habib oh. show be having some homegrown. Oh, that. Habib show is that's, hey man that's a I like homegrown but it's a, it's a Habib show is shady yeah there's depravity I've always in a hotel room Habib show Habib like, show gives trafficking vibes wait did, did <laughs> she <laughs> did she see the Habib show they look like they need bill money niggas go to is Habib show you can't I'm gonna say I stopped I stopped for it wasn't my go to. Like I, I, I stopped for I stopped Habib show for like about a year and a half. 
shit. You got a dick? And then you bachelor? No, no, no. I had to stop because like, you know, you know, you know, you had a George, Man, uh, you had a George Floyd on the Habib show. You fell off the wagon. Thanks, Chef. Thanks, Chef. Back on that shit again. Back on the Habib show. I got. I got him in the with in the Habib show. That's what we do on our podcast. But now I can. No, that's when I stopped. I was like, oh hell no, Habib show wild. <laughs> so, now so I can see why this is like so crazy. Now, so yeah, what did she say, caught. Chef? You got caught. You got caught watching a beef show. That was a real problem. Right. Wait, <laughs> right. What so, are you watching? So I, I have two follow up questions. Did she see what you were watching? No. Okay. She didn't see what Ooh. you were watching. So, but her reaction was what? <laughs> well, I first, of all, first of all, did you you masturbate on your stomach? Like, how did you see the like? Well, that's the Oh, like, how are you doing your stomach? You gotta be a sick nigga to masturbate on your stomach, boy. Right, you wild. <laughs> I'm just saying, how does she catch you? You think I'm Winnie the Pooh, nigga? Right, nigga. Like, this nigga that's putting his thumb in his ass. Like, you doing too much. <laughs> right, that's... Yeah, you uh, don't respect me, for real. You got a whole... <laughs> like, you got a whole ass uh, bathroom. <laughs> no, the like, bathroom... Bathroom's not cool. Damn. They got a whole ass Acura. So 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 she says, "Am oh, I interrupting like, something?" We still haven't gotten this story yet. And like your reply was what? Minutes, your reply was what? I started sniggling. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> and that worked. No, she was embarrassing. What else she supposed to do? And then she left. <laughs> no, no, no. We just went to bed. What? <laughs> Did, I, I hate to ask this question. Hold Did you, fini- <laughs> Did you finish? <laughs> no, I at, at all. <laughs> no, bro, that's <laughs> horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> You went to bed locked and loaded, nigga. I'm gonna tell you right now. So, and and this is marriage. No, it was like it was like the beginning stages. I wasn't really locked and loaded. I was like, oh, okay, let's you know, I got some time, I guess. No, 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 but but mentally you were there. I mean, obviously you 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 was in the bed in a sultry position trying to make it popping. So, how did I don't? You would have finished. You would have finished your shoot. Had to work late. Yeah. It should have took the number eight bus instead of the seven <laughs> six. It would have been. Of course, yeah. Of course. That's, how, bus, that's people, how it works. People be asking how marriage is. Well, there you have it. <laughs> no, no, it's sweet. I just didn't. Uh, In a fucking nutshell. It's, it's always, it's, that's always. Um, well, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Know. It's yeah, cocaine. Man. I don't enjoy that type shit, right. you know. You caught me. Guess we go to bed. I'm so the Friendly Tavern was open this past weekend. Congratulations. Oh, yes, the Friendly Tavern opened this we weekend. Yes, sir. I, I lost I lost my cable, so I can't help y'all. But yeah, man, the Friendly Tavern opened. Donate uh, to, uh, with all due respect at uh, the Cash up. App so we can get some cords so we can have claps again. Thanks, so we can get the clap again. Yeah, man, from the tavern open, it was um, supposed to be a very speakeasy type of situation. You know what, what is what is the friendly tavern? The friendly tavern is my DIY home bar I built uh, in the first year of COVID. COVID. Uh, Corbett. Gutted, yeah, Corbett. Uh, gutted my basement and redid it. Um, put some hardwood down there, did a bar, full bar, all of those good things. Really proud of my project um, for fire parties and stuff like that. So I finally got done, put some furniture down there about a month ago and it was time to open it up to the people and the people did come right the people um i had about 50 people there um i've never put 50 people in my house but essentially it was supposed to be a whole house sort of situation where the bar was more so a speakeasy type of situation 
you know, come get a couple drinks and take your ass outside. But it rained like shit. And when I say the rain, boy, did it rain. It like cats and dogs, like rain, like the back of my fucking shit fucking flooded a little bit. Um, So that forced all 40, 50 people that came to all be in the friendly tavern essentially together. So the friendly tavern turned from a speakeasy type of cool bar feel to a basement party. You know what I'm saying? I had my man's Paris come through. He was spinning. You know what I'm saying? He's a DJ. He was spinning. A bartender was there that we hired. She was uh, pouring drinks all night. I don't understand. Like, everywhere that we go, all of our friends, not my friends, all our friends destroy every brown liquor situation that there is. I bought multiple bottles of bourbon for the people. And not only did we destroy all six bottles of Four Roses, we also destroyed the Crown Royal. We destroyed two bottles of Michter's, got into the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, and there weren't that many people to drink that much liquor. The bartender looked at me with panic in her eyes like, you know these motherfuckers drink all the fucking brown liquor, right? And I was like, that's kind of par for the course. But it was a great time, man. I'm, I'm really appreciative for everybody that came. Um, we're going to do more of these, trying to do fight parties, Super Bowl parties or whatever, because that's essentially what it's for. Oh, man, you're rap- telling me to wrap it up? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, definitely a good time, man, a great time. One of the best house parties I've been to in a while. Thanks for coming. It looked uh, great. Well, yeah, I saw niggas doing electric slide. That's when you know it's cracking. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like like the old school electric slide. Not even like, like the real the, one. Not even like the <laughs> souped up. You know, HBCU one, but like the one your mama knows. So yeah. it looked like fun. I bridged people, the gap with some of my young niggas too. Like some of my uh, cats I hire, you know, like the, the, next, the next wave, they're like 20 something years old. And like we found out for the first time that we both do drugs. And it was like, oh, like, like we're cousins. Like when you find out like that y'all are cousins somewhere down the line, that's kind of how it was. Like, oh, you do drugs? I do drugs too. And then like everybody wants to do your drugs. It was an outstanding time. Uh, if you could change one thing about the evening, what would you have changed? I wouldn't change anything, man. I mean, uh-huh. I, it was really good. I mean, Five Stacks was there. It was really good to see him. Um, some coworkers I haven't seen in a while. Um, I haven't been to a house party in a while. Like, it was just, it was that type of vibe where it was like, house parties don't really come together like a house party all the time. It's like, we kind of just came here and started drinking. We called some motherfuckers and we kicked the grill out the back and it just turned into a house party. That's kind of how it was, where this is not the way that it was intended to work out, but it worked out well because everybody was drunk in a basement, and there was a DJ there, and everybody got drunk and had a great time, man. And a lot of people hit me up after the fact. Typically, people don't hit me up after they have a good time. It's like, we're expected to have a good time. But everybody was like, great. Hey, man, that was fucking great, man. I had a fucking ball, man. Like, that was really good. So I'm happy that, you know, the people were left with a smile on their face. That bar looked beautiful too. Like I'm, I was like, I know I went there the first time. You know, still like you're in development. Yeah. I mean, it looked great then, but I mean, the finished product was excellent. So, you know, congratulations. Hey man, appreciate it. Sure. Oh, what's going on with the rest of y'all? Anything special happened to you, JJ? Five thousand? Anything going on with y'all? Um, I had my well, it was my second trip kind of but like first I don't know it was a more major trip like for work kind of since the pandemic started so that was interesting because um 
just like being in that atmosphere, like going to a customer's building, it was kind of weird seeing it. It was literally like five cars in the parking lot, a parking lot that serviced like maybe, I think maybe like eight to 10 buildings. There were literally probably like five cars there. And we met the security dude, you know what I'm saying? So you figure in like this whole huge campus, it's basically like four more people here. So that was kind of weird. It was, um, in a sense, it was kind of like uh, the building was like frozen in time. Like when was the last time somebody was there? It was interesting. It was almost kind of like the scene out of a movie, uh, so to speak. So that was kind of interesting. Um, but luckily, I don't think that's going to be uh, like become the norm. Uh, probably do something like quarterly or something. So that would be cool. But it, it was it was cool getting back to the swing. What's up? <clears throat> Yo, uh, this weekend I ended up going to the museum twice, New Orleans Museum of Art, um, which is real cool. First time I went on half an edible and I really enjoyed myself, took a lot of pictures and really immersed myself uh, into the art, <laughs> which was cool. Uh, um, and the second day I went uh, sober, but they had like uh, the uh, Nefertari exhibit. Um, so it just showed all, you know, all the artifacts from back in the gap. So that was really interesting, too. So if it comes to your city, um, you should check it out. It made me mad, though, because I was like, makes you just think about how like this motherfucker just come through and just like fuck your shit up like they did all this shit to like for the people in the afterlife and bear them with all this sweet shit and then here come the Europeans just want to crack it open to steal the gold and whatever else they were buried in and just to see how many of the um like statues and things that they found that they really damaged the nose on and it's just like you know it's just this is crazy so mixed emotions on that uh on a lighter note though um so this whole unthaw business that's been going around on the internet, uh, did y'all grow up saying unthaw or no? Unthaw, what's that? Like, like unthaw the meat. So, so like, honestly, I did, and people made me feel bad because everybody was like, "Oh, y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all don't know that it's thaw the meat and not unthaw." I'm like, my my daddy definitely said unthaw the motherfucking hamburger meat, and I don't feel bad about that. He'll probably say that shit still, but. I never really thought about it, you know what I'm saying? But it's definitely wrong. Niggas definitely do say it wrong. I never heard him thaw until today. So, yeah. Uh, Can y'all hear me? Yes. Something happened to my Skype. I don't know. Um, Oh, I'm up here in the corner. Look at me. Um, My daddy also says Salman. He also pronounces the L in Salman and calls Home Depot Home Depot. So, yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I definitely grew up saying... Uh, unthawed meat, but I was just amazed that it was so many people like Chef. They was like, "I ain't never heard unthaw in my life." What do you mean? You know, I was like, I don't know. Maybe it's it was a. a, a chef I thought maybe it was a Southern thing, maybe that everybody in the South said it, but who knows? Um, so that. So then I saw somebody. Uh, I think it was Bo put the definition like yeah, Webster's Dictionary had like an actual definition of unthaw, which. When I dug deeper, it wasn't really a definition. It was more so like 
uh, mendum addendum, whatever it being, if we had a, a board, uh, you know, like regardless. Yeah, they just be throwing shit in there because niggas use it, right? Um, but it did send me in a rabbit hole where it was like shit people say wrong. And do y'all know the past tense of sneak? Snack? Sneak. No, sneak. Sneak? Snuck? It's sneaked. It's, it's, it's not sneaked. Snuck. Yeah. It's sneaked. Blew my fucking mind. And I, you know, I consider it's myself a pretty... Word? Snuck is not, no. I mean, unless you're saying that nigga got snuck. Oh, is it? It's not really because it's not sneaking. It's just nigga just got. But he got snuck in the sneaked in the past, hit, like hit, it happened. Hit unbeknownst to his jaw. It's, it's so yeah. So I, you know, I consider myself a cunning linguist. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so remind me. So that blew my mind. It was something else I can't remember. But for all those out there. My seventh grade teacher, Miss Brandon, is the one uh, that was like, you know, people aren't hung, they're hanged. Yep. So if you ever I knew it was hanged. I knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned it, that at seventh it, grade. If your uh, if your daddy watched westerns, especially as much as my daddy did, you know the difference between hang and hung. Yeah. yeah. My mama definitely fucked with gun smoke. But uh yeah. <laughs> did we are did we uh, you getting called jacking off, that's what are we, are we supposed to ask how your week week has been? Or? Week was cool in that part. Um, I did think it was interesting um, when you brought up the museum thing. I don't know if I shared this before. So, what, did, wait, in, I'm still hung. I'm still hanged up on this. Did she come back to you? Like I went obviously, to bed. I told you went to bed. Nah. No, you went to bed, but obviously you were in a tight <laughs> a little bit. Like that doesn't when you in a tight that doesn't go away. He said he wasn't in a tight. I wasn't said there just yet. A little time, you know. I, no, I no, I mean the, the the pure fact that you pulled your pulled your mule out. I sleep naked. Right, but the train had already left the station. You can't back the train up, so it's like at some point yes, in time. Can. I'm 41 years old. I get to go straight to sleep. So there was no question. Damn, dog, that's fucking horrible. Okay, go ahead. I mean, like that, like I wasn't gonna get it cracked, and I was like, "I'm gonna go to sleep." Like it's it's embarrassing for me. No, but but I mean, I mean, not even right then, but it's like the next morning, it's like obviously this nigga is. No, I was fine. I mean, I've I've been sleeping a lot lately. Like I've been oversleeping a lot, a lot lately. I don't know if my energy's down or that goes away for you. Like to me, to me, that down. won't go away. Like to me, that won't go away. Like once, once we broke the seal on that, something needs to happen in the next forty eight hours. That's amazing. You're like a you're like a young thirteen year old. You have like some strength. Like no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not I get what Wood is saying. Like you ain't beat your shit in the shower. Like at like. Oh no, no, I didn't. I, I've been fine. How? Like how does that like, work? I had to write three present. I had to write three presentations. How does that so. work? I I don't understand how that works. Like once the seal is broken, it's like something's got to shake. Whether it's me or oh me. no, I'm not, I'm not insane like I used to be. Like I just I can just move forward with my life. No, but you can move forward, but like in the next like twelve to twenty four hours, it's like a signal a, a signal flare has already been shot across the bow of the boat. And she should have seen the flare like, okay. Hey man, you don't know what's going on in this house, man. Let's just move on uh, to Wait, that's not <laughs> Wait, wait, what the hell? Well, you asked three yeah, questions. Man. Right, it's fine. Just, it's fine. He's happy. 
You moved on. You should too. Yeah. Let's, let's go. This is so. this is marriage talk. This is what marriage is. So you kind of got to work through this shit. But it, no, but, but you're but you're like you're infusing your your school of thought. Like I I mean I understand what you're saying. Like as far as like okay, once you crack the seal, you can't like you pop open the bottle of champagne. Um, you can't recork it. I'm a, I'm a screw top. I could just screw the top back on. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. That's cheap wine, bro. Don't be a I'm screw top, fine. listeners. Don't and, be a screw uh, top. Bonus, like, bonus points for the analogy, though. Yes, Thank outstanding you. analogy. Yeah, I, am not, I am not a screw top. Pause. What? <laughs> 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 I the pause is necessary. Strong pause. Or a screw top, yeah. Well, a screw I mean, top is pretty delicious. Think stuff. about it. We talk is a job done, but I'm gonna say um, I had another chair, but like I thought it was interesting that you brought up the museum thing. I'm, I don't know if I shared this with you all, but I just thought this was hilarious. So Orlando's Museum of Art, Orlando has a museum of art. Orlando's not really a cultural mecca. I mean, it's Orlando. They have Disney World and Universal Studios. Um, used to have Wet and Wild, you know, theme parks and shit. You know what I'm saying? Golfing, good restaurants. But not nothing, nothing major in terms of the arts. So a few months ago, they had a, Bas- a Basquiat exhibit, which was, I said it right. You said Basquiat. I said Basquiat. No, you recovered from saying Basquiat. Yeah, I recovered. No, no, go ahead. Matters. Go ahead, man. We don't need to talk about this. Robbins, whatever that should be. We don't need to talk about they this. Had, so yeah, that nigga's exhibit, right? So I was like, that's... Um, that's um really dope that they did that. You know what I'm saying? Like Orlando's really coming up. They got a legitimate artist and they was like, Oh man, we found a bunch of Basquiat shit niggas didn't even hang seen before. I was like, Man, how y'all get that shit, man? I think this should be in LA or New York, some real shit. And they was I was like, and they had a party. Niggas had a fucking party at the at the museum. It was eighty dollars a piece to get and to watch the um look at the Basquiat exhibit and shit. Niggas was in there having the Instagram time of their life, you know what I'm saying? Shit was crazy. I didn't go. Eight dollars a piece. So a few weeks a few months later, about three months later, this is fairly recent, they reported that the FBI is doing a probe because all them Basquiat paintings was fake as fuck. And niggas was paying eight dollars to party with some fake paintings, but they do that most of the time though. Like niggas, I mean, especially when they're like worth worth. Like people think they'd be going to party with like a bit, not a Beethoven. Beethoven was not an artist. A Bach or something? Is it a Bach? Bach was an artist, right? No, he was. Uh, a, he was a musician. Michelangelo. Yeah, he was, he was, there it is. <laughs> so when you go to like party with that shit, well, I've never party with art. I don't make that much my amount of money. But if you were to go and like kick it and like be around that type of shit, they don't have that shit out because niggas is gonna like do something stupid like fall and spill wine on it. Like that's that's actually not that rare. No, but this is the thing. It's not like it was like a recreation or a print. This shit was fake. Like some some the homie made this shit. Oh, they didn't know it. Like some nigga in the museum didn't know it. The museum thought it was. Real? Right, who's they the thought they were originals. curator or who the fuck that didn't do the research? Somebody was the nigga that's going to jail. He probably painted the shit. They don't know who painted. He's like, oh no, nah, the homies just painted this shit and slapped this shit and said, "Who we bought post this shit in Orlando?" Usually, there's a chain of custody on shit like that. Like, who bought that shit? Nigga bought that shit on eBay and put it in a museum. And I think that's why the 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 museum is being um Audited. like investigated by the FBI. Like they fired the, the, the head curator. 
immediately. But the FBI is doing an investigation on the on the museum. So they like, I think the museum was fraudulent. I think the museum was like painting some shit in the back or gave their kids some crowns and was like, make some shit. Cause you know, basketball shit would kind of like niggas yeah. kind of took some crowns and made that, that shit. Yeah, be investigating bullshit. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's better shit than investigate. I thought that shit was hilarious. If I had money, I think I would make a perfect Netflix documentary, but, you know, because it'd just be kind of hilarious. Mm. And Netflix makes some bullshit documentaries lately. It was a Picasso, uh, a Warhol, and a Jackson Pollock painting in the museum. Because you have a real museum, you live in like in a real city. Nah, but I think that's the first time I ever seen a Jackson Pollock in real life, and maybe a Warhol too. Um, anyway, that's, that's dope. Speaking All right. Of well, speaking of art, podcast. Some people that. will say um, Sesame Street is art. You know what I'm saying? Because they puppets and shit. I want to talk about Sesame Street. So Sesame Street, y'all watch Sesame Street, the kids. Who didn't watch Sesame Street? Uh, yeah. I mean, some some kids didn't watch Sesame Street. Fuck them, then. No, fuck them for real. You're right. Sesame Street. Who didn't watch Sesame Street? I don't know. Maybe white kids didn't watch it. Maybe it was like pro, like, um, Electric Company or what's the shit, Nickelodeon on Nickelodeon Pinwheel. They might watch Pinwheel. No, that's no, two you, different demographics. I mean, it's two different age groups. Electric Company was my sister. Electric Company was older, but Pinwheel was uh, aligned with... It was like for little kids, like who watch also watch Sesame Street. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Shout out to Pinwheel. Y'all might not know about that, but um, Pinwheel, Pinwheel spinning around. Look at my Pinwheel and see what I found. Yeah, yeah. that was my um, All right. But Sesame Street, Sesame Street been around since like the early seventies. It was created initially in Pittsburgh, initially by um, and it was modeled after this after New York City. It was targeted to the brown and black kids teach them um, as a vehicle to teach them um, basic um, reading, um, counting, all the, the basic things for preschoolers um, in a way that would be applicable to black children. They used, they had soul mu- musicians and funk musicians from the time um, that would come in as guest stars and have black actors and artists come this in as guest stars. This doesn't sound entirely accurate, but go ahead. It it's, sounds, it's it sounds accurate. weird the huh? way you're delivering it. It, it's it's mostly accurate. Like um, Sesame Street was created but, to teach black kids how to how to count. Like white kids know how to count in preschool. But go ahead. No, but it was, that's what it was targeted for. So so the, so, so the count the Dracula dude that was for black people. Yeah, man, it was for niggas. Like so, let, just let me let me let me let's start with my, my, what's it call it? Never mind. What's it called? Preface? Whatever. Prelude? I don't know. Anyway. So that's what it was for. Sesame Street blows up. It's a huge thing. They have movies. They have spinoffs. It's, it's a big, huge thing. Elmo, Tickle Me Elmo was a, the craze back in the G. So, I mean, they, you know, they make a lot of money. And they eventually built out Sesame Place. Sesame Place is a theme park. They have two. There's one in San Diego, and there's one in Philadelphia. And there's been a huge controversy over the past um, few days um, about how the Sesame Place characters interact with black children. They sh- they've shown all these videos of, of Sesame Place characters slapping kids in the face, ignoring kids, not giving them hugs and shit. I saw one where 
the 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 one telly monster was like knocked the motherfucker over like just like ran up on the little girl and just belly bumped the little girl into the ground motherfuckers was rude as hell big bird was like shunning motherfuckers um rosita was ignoring people everybody rude to black children so everybody's talking about defunding sesame place including me i think i'm like fuck sesame place although i would never take my child to sesame place i think that would be traumatic but what are your thoughts on Sesame Place um, mistreating black kids? Point of clarification, Sesame Place is not uh, Sesame Street. They are a partner yeah. and they are associated with Sesame Street, but Sesame Place it's is Sesame not. Street's theme park. Yeah, but it's not it's 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 not even really even under the umbrella of Sesame Street. It's like they're a partner organization. You know what I'm saying? It's like Sesame Street lets them use the IP. To do their oh. art and shit, and then the owners of Sesame Place can do whatever the fuck they want to, as long as they don't trick off the IP or whatever. But like Sesame Where? Street doesn't run Sesame Place, so it's not a subsidiary or nothing like that. No, nah, it's not. It's not like in the oh. the ownership. Did you say a subsidy area? Is that like a suburb? <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know, you know, I said subsidiary. We started off with masturbatory, and now we like pulling all the words out of the fucking pocket. Hey man, fuck Sesame Place, and I don't even have kids, man. So Sesame uh, Place is trash, regardless. I mean, y'all, I've been to Sesame Place. What are my kids? Oh, you have? Yeah, we, we, was Sesame it scary? Place, we can drive to Sesame Place. It's not far. Sesame well, was Place it scary, is scary, huh? Was it scary? It looks scary as fuck to me. No, it's not scary, but it's a, it's a. Well, first off, you guys, you two live in Florida, uh, Chef and Five Stacks. So you guys are really around a lot of the the A list um, theme parks, where Sesame Place is very much a B list like theme park. It's like Hershey Park or something, or like Legoland or something. Legoland's B list. Uh, no, Legoland is kind of nice. I actually, I'm actually supposed to be. Is there. it? Yeah, uh, it's actually called American Dream. It's a combination of like Legoland, Nickelodeon, and all of that shit all together. Where is that? Uh, Jersey? That sounds that sounds nicer. I think it's but, okay. Jersey. Okay. Um, but yeah, Sesame Place is a B-list like theme park. It's not really all of that fire anyway. So it's expected it's expected that it was going to be like this. And and just reading the news or whatever, they say it's also in one of the most racist and segregated towns in America. It's in like Where rural. Is it? I mean, it's it's in like a suburb, in rural Pennsylvania. No, it's not in like the city. No, 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 no. It's, it's, in, like, a, it's in a sub-city area. <laughs> right, it's in a sub-city <laughs> area of, of, of Philly. And you can very much tell that it's not. There's nothing sweet around it, but kind of a trash um, theme park. I mean, it's okay. It's it's some mid, but I can see where something like this happens because it's not like going to a Disney where there's probably some sort of background check. I wouldn't be surprised if Sesame Press didn't even place, oh. didn't even do fucking background checks. Yeah. Um. So if it's in the middle of like racist town, the people that work there are probably going to be members of racist town, and probably if they're dressing up as uh characters, probably on the lower end of the uh maybe the let's say they probably just doing it because they need, they need the money. Right. And these aren't brain surgeons dressing up as Rosito or whatever her name is. Non-skill um, non work. And those, right. Non-skill works. And they tend not to be the most intelligent. And 
just like racists, they don't seem to be the most intelligent. So everything's tracking. Uh, but yeah, it's fucked up, man. Like I don't, I don't have kids, but I hate this. I hate it seeing the faces of those little black babies, man. And you know, because they're really disappointed and really, really happy to see those people. You know what I'm saying? These are kids that like love Elmo, love Big Bird. They, you know, that's majority of their books and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like you buy Sesame Street shit, or you show the show. You know, like we did. And so when they see them in real life, they're excited as fuck. And then for you to be like, wave off, wave off. Nah. And it seems like that's the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, for whatever reason, they've had, they have this, like, we don't fuck with black kids culture. Because I've seen them, like, waving them off. Like, on some bullshit. And, again, I've, I've seen people put, like, well, I've been there, and they... And they showed my kid love. Yeah, I mean that's cool. But what? Why are you saying this? You know what I'm saying? It's kind of yeah. yeah. And I'm like, mm. it's one of those like all lives matter. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, well, white people been good to me. When sometimes like, okay, you could just be quiet because if other people are struggling or other people have had this yeah. experience, let them have the experience. Don't try to take up for a fucking theme park that probably don't give a fuck about you. You know what I'm saying? So if you like Wood didn't say he had a negative experience. He just said that it ain't the best theme park, but he didn't say they ain't ignore my babies. But you know what I'm saying? Like if somebody's having a bad experience, let them have that experience. Let them get this shit off their chest. Shit. Ho- hopefully maybe they can get some money out of it. Some out of the shit. But you know what I'm saying? I don't like when black people like jump up to, to be like, well, that didn't happen to me type shit. So I was if I'm Sesame Street, I sue the park because it's like the yes. little girl who got pushed down by Rosita or whatever that was, like whatever that character was. I don't I don't know these new characters like that character ran up on her and pushed her down, basically like bellied her down or whatever the fuck it was. That kid yeah. might be scared of that particular character for the rest of their life. And that ru- that. That hurts their IP like that. That takes money out their pocket. Sesame Street, Big Sesame, Big Big Bird should like absolutely sue the park. Big Sesame, <laughs> at the very least, or or I would just say, I mean, I would I would not include that nigga who said his he went there and his kids um were treated well. I'll exclude him, but for everybody else, I would just not go to Sesame Place anymore. I mean, it's at the point where I mean, while I was looking at the crowds at these little parades it seemed like it was a majority of black folks in the crowd like it was a good amount of folks in the, in the crowd that were black i would just not support sesame place anymore take your kids to hershey park uh take them to uh six flags or some shit take them to the beach but don't take them to that motherfucking place hershey park i is mean mid too by the way hmm? hershey what is park is a mid too but... is it i mean i guess a place of themed after delicious chocolate bars would be more positive oh you know, I mean, half kids nowadays are allergic to peanuts and shit anyway, so they can't even be in the fucking park. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. But yeah, man, prayers to y'all. Hope everything works out. You know what I'm saying? Maybe y'all could get some lawsuits off or, or shut down Hershey Place. I mean, in general, you shouldn't go. Not Hershey Place, man. Not Hershey Place. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sesame Place. My fault. Um, Hershey Go Walker place. Go to shut place. down Hershey Walker. <laughs> Him too, man. Fuck that nigga too, man. But, um... Go to places where you um, celebrate, not tolerate. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, y'all but, saw that Herschel Walker's son is a gay light skin man. 
He's a gay, light-skinned, hardcore Republican conservative that hates black people. It's it's really an interesting mixture of things. It's wild. Super wild. I'm like, how? I feel like, what did Herschel Walker do? He's like selling souls to the devil. That nigga he might like, be the devil. Herschel Walker is. <laughs> if I got to hell and Herschel Walker was the devil, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be like, well, okay. Makes so, sense. okay. Like, I always I thought the it. devil. I, I knew, knew it. Aha. Uh, I never pictured the devil being particularly smart either. I just assumed the devil would be kind of like, kind of like a doofus a little bit. So, I mean, that makes sense. Oh yeah, when you see the uh, devil, you, you gotta be, be mad. Be a doofus and be the devil. Why not? You gotta be so, cunning. Like, yeah, I'm gonna say you gotta have some kind of smarts to ride to like the, the devil, nigga. Well, no, right. I think I hopefully feel like you never devil. put the Habib show in your yeah. computer. Yeah. Yeah. Got you up. <laughs> hopefully we never hopefully we never see the devil. Look how smart he was. Right. Who's the doofus now? Yeah. Oh. Going to bed hard. But <laughs> the devil gonna be like Bruce Willis or something, man. Like when you see it, it's gonna be like, ah shit. No. Daddy White. Yo. Ah, you got me. <laughs> I just feel like the devil would be like a, a really dumb person, like but everyone thinks he's smart. Like say like kind of like Donald Trump like you say like shit that don't make no like nonsensical but they be like oh this man devil you did it again my nigga like you know what I'm it's saying? gonna be like, the opposite it's a really smart nigga that everybody thought was dumb it's gonna be like Rodney Dangerfield or some shit it's gonna it's like it's it's, it's gonna be a flip yeah Rodney Dangerfield still don't get no respect right hey man where's the soundboard man that was a good one <laughs> that was a good one goddamn send us some money for these wires. <laughs> Speaking of the devil, man, I so Kevin about going through all the motherfucking uh, but I'm sure it's called Goodwills looking for random cords. Right. <laughs> you have them cords in that bin. I got the old USB. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, so speaking of the devil, Kevin Gates, I mean, he might be the devil. Who knows? Um, he was smart and cunning. Um, he had an interview recently. Um, with Young Miami on her show, Carisha Please, on Revolt. This is my take before we get into the, the, the details. Um, I'm a fan of the City Girls. Um, mostly because, um, you know, I think they can rap. I think they make good, entertaining music. It's cool, you know what I'm saying? Look good. Um, but I don't think... Carisha is equipped to be hosting a talk show. Like she's slow? What you saying? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But mostly because I think I think if you're interviewing people, you gotta do some research. You know what I'm saying? You have to understand the person that you're talking to and have questions prepared. I think Carisha prepared by looking nice and uh having cards and a nice outfit and maybe she had her titties out good uh, for, for her interview but that was the extent of it i didn't think she pre- i didn't think she studied like did she study like she didn't study i mean there's an entire major for these sort of things broadcast journalism i mean i don't absolutely think I don't but think even she's... if you're not even a black a broadcast like kevin hart's not a broadcast journalist i saw his interview with jay-z thought it was great i'm getting this... mixed reviews on that Oh, for real? 
I mean, I've seen mixed reviews on the interview. I mean, the clips are cool, but a lot of people are saying the, the interview okay. in it in totality is, yeah. I liked how he let Jay Z talk. I wanted him to talk more than he let he let him to talk more. Yeah, but I mean, the thing. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. And maybe and and you know, um, but the thing with what I noticed with this interview. From watching it, I watched the clips. I watched the beginning. I watched the end. I, I couldn't watch all of it, but I watched most of it just to get an understanding of the flow of the conversation. Um, it seemed like Kevin Gates was like, um, "Okay, sure, you're not going to ask me anything. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to just start talking." And that's when it went left. And I started <laughs> talking. Can we, can we? Yeah, because she wasn't going to take control of the conversation. So she, he was like, "All right, I'll take control of the conversation." Let's take this shit straight to hell. I'm the devil. Go ahead. Hold on, what? Before you say that, uh, so chef, what's your favorite city girl song? Because you said they could rap. I just want to know. Don't eat your fingernails now. I'll take your man. They was rapping on that shit. What verse do you remember? Any any one liners you remember from? Oh, you, oh, you, oh, you, oh, you want me to be like a lyricist, like a lyricist? No, I'm just saying. Like, 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 I, I study, I got studies, I got studies of city girls. No, you, I don't you, study the you, city girls. Relax, relax. Now relax. you get aggressive. See, that's are you, are you, are you, are you, are you? Go ahead. What are you gonna say? Which one I like real good? I gotta figure out which one is who. But um, we got what was in Kevin Gates' hair? Was that like a a beret? Was it a barrette or a ribbon or a bow? Like what he, he had like it was like a Revolutionary War bow, like you put on your ponytail. What yeah, was that? I mean, he's in there at a point talking about some feathers he received from um, eagle like feathers. It was a feather. So, no, 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 no. It wasn't. He didn't wear the feather because the energy wasn't right. But I'm saying it probably. <laughs> I'm just telling you what he said. It probably was related to that. Wait. <laughs> so that was probably his feather holster. So he put the feather in his hair initially when he was in his bathroom, and he was like, "Nah, this shit don't feel right," and put the barrette on. Called no, I think, that, I think like that was a... probably. I think that was probably holding the feather in place. It's like it's a bow, maybe a bow. Yeah. But to your point, um, I think people like Carisha because she's relatable. Like, I don't think they want like a polished interview. I think they just want her to say stuff like "real bad" and. You know, we go together and shit like that. I think that <laughs> I know. I think that's what people like about her. And she's and approachable, very approachable. And you know, you kind of know somebody like her, especially if you live in Florida. You know, uh-huh. a couple Carishas. But um, nah, man. The, the interview. I mean, he's an interesting person man you know what I'm saying uh, he he has a lot of interesting takes um, one everybody was what you saw with the clip where we was talking about she was like well what if I cheat on you and he was like and you ain't gonna let me watch you gonna let me watch and get all rocked up and then bust <laughs> you down you hear me right after you hear me and um that just brought up a lot of like questions <laughs> um <laughs> What were the questions? <laughs> no, man. I mean, just, just. So, uh, yeah. y'all niggas, y'all niggas, are, y'all niggas are married, so y'all really can't relate to this. Um, no, but think, like, I think married people actually absolutely can relate to this. No, no, not oh. this question I'm about to ask. Though. Oh shit! Like, oh never mind. Would you? 
would you want to see your significant other like a video of your significant other in the past? I guess that's a that's a better question. In the past? I oh wait, are you setting up a question? Or are you going... That is a that is a question I'm asking now. Like if if, if given a chance you're like, oh, I have a tape of when what? I was fucking Ricky in but that, I think it depends. The only reason on why I'm asking that, I'm sorry. The only reason why I'm asking that is because it's two different time periods. Like past, like okay, whatever. Most people are more likely not to care about the past. But Gates made it sound like it was live. Like so, this just happened uh, ten minutes ago. Right. So that's I. I can't ask that question. So I'm gonna try to pray oh, okay. for the married nigga. I can't say, hey man. You want to see your wife get bust up? Like I can do that, but like, if given a chance, would you want to see her in action? Let's say prior to 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 y'all. Um, like for kink, I think it depends on. I mean, uh, for maybe curiosity, kink for whatever yeah, reason. I mean, if, that's if, the thing. Uh, that's the thing. So I mean, it depends on the situation. If it's and this is not an individual situation at all. I'm not. Def- I'm not defending my individual position or nothing, but. I think in a marriage, it depends on what type of fucking phase you're in. Like, there are couples that absolutely might be, oh, you got a sex tape, a sex tape from, like, back when you was in college, and we went to two different colleges on two different coasts, and I don't know this nigga. Yeah, let's see the tape, and I'll show you one of mine. Like, that might be an exercise in marriage, so, like, let's just change something up. If it's a nigga that y'all know, like, if it's the ex, and you know that nigga, like, you met that nigga at the club or ate chicken fingers with that nigga, you don't want to see that. Or it might be on some swinger shit where it's like, you know, went to swingers club, some shit happened that you both knew about and you might want to see the video. I think it very much depends on the situation. I don't think kink like that is outside of the, the realm of a marriage. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think it, it, it you have to have some context around it. Like, it was just something like, like you have an argument. You're like, well, you know what? Look at this shit, motherfucker. Like, I mean, no. I don't want no, to. I'm not talking about <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like if it's like within no, a no, you're in a good place. Down. Y'all are just in a good place. And it's and like, just, all right. Yeah, I mean, I think it, if, it, if it's, and I'm not, again, I'm not speaking for myself. It's just more like within the context. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's not like some shit that'll like rock my world or piss me off or nothing like that. But I, but I was asking you as an individual. Would yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So you would want to see it? No, not really. Oh, okay. Would? I don't like I said. I don't. I don't know the fucking situation. I don't know what state I would be in. Like right now, sitting here talking about this podcast. Fuck no, that's it. Sounds fucking ridiculous. But if I was drunk and high, and like there was a fucking like some shit, and it was like it's a really hot tape, and I don't know this nigga. Fuck it, let me see it. Like I mean, it 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 might not be that big of a deal. Right. The question would be, why the fuck you still had that shit? That's the fucking question. Um, Cause it's the highlight tape. Nah, fuck that shit. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> boner burn jams. This boner jams as fuck. Did this nigga say something about still fucking his cousin? Did he say something about fucking his cousin? And then he find out that he was related to that motherfucker and it was his cousin and continued to fuck. Yeah, I mean so, you can't, you can't undo the. Well, you, you know you're you talking incest chef over here. You can't do it, but you can stop. You don't no, have to keep doing it. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, my kid from Alabama. I mean, fucking cousins is not really that something that's crazy, but typically. So did you just shit on the whole state of Alabama? 
that's not really shitting on him. It's a cultural thing. Like in in South Carolina, I know some like some nigga was arguing. Some girls arguing with my little sister and was like, "If anybody gonna be fucking with my cousin, bitch, it's gonna be me." And I was like, <laughs> "Is that what she said to you?" So I mean, it's a cultural thing. Like niggas in South Carolina get crack on their cousins. I got wow. kin. I got, not I got kin who have procreated with each other. Okay. Yeah. Wait, what? Wait, hey, children? Yeah. Nigga, that's what I procreate me. Yeah. That's what I thought. Hello, uncle, daddies, and yeah, sister, cousins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's, that, that's not really something that's so crazy. I mean, even in the Weatherington family. So, but typically, babies were okay. They were straight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, oh no. <laughs> Oh, no. But typically, typically, I mean, typically you pull the reins once. If it's a surprise, typically you pull up on the reins. It's like, oh shit, you my cousin. Who's your daddy? And then you figure out the math on it, and you either you make a decision based on. Hopefully, it's third, fourth, fifth, and not second, third, fourth. But you know, yeah, hey, man. So speaking of a uh, kink, Ooh. um, have y'all ever done role play like and not like? Serious, like serious role play. Do you think y'all can do it in stand char- character? How, how deep is the role play? Yeah, I don't know. It's a, I mean, it, no, I mean, like you can do fucking doctor, nurse, or doctor patient, yeah. or nurse patient, I mean, that's or deep, that's deep role. I mean, you could do role play that's light. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like we don't have to actually define roles. I, we can just, I'll just kind of slap you around, like you know, I mean, that type of situation. But I'm still like. Hold on, like, I can slap you around. What do you mean? Right, right. Like, like BDSM. Um, I can. Or like, or no, y'all. No, no, it's not necessarily BDSM, but like, it's not. What's the fantasy? It's not. It's not rape, but it's like rough. You know what I'm saying? Rough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you still. Are, is, but but is, but the thing is, is she you, saying no? Who knows? Maybe. But <laughs> but but you are you are still who you are, right? In the role. Right. And she right. is who she is in the role, but like Doctor Nurse is a little bit different because my name might be like Doctor Sebastian or some shit. It'll be something totally different, you know. So I just want to qualify role play. Go ahead. That was really never my thing personally, but I mean, do you think you could stay in character if you? I was about to say I could only role play for like thirty seconds. Right, I don't know if I do a good job. Like after like, the introduction, the role play is over. And then this bitch, <laughs> and then hey, bitch called me Craig. <laughs> right, yeah, call me Craig. Like, I normally do. Here's my dick. Doctor Sebastian, with my dick out. But you fucking a lot like Craig does. But cool. But yeah, it's gonna be the same. Do y'all like? Do y'all like cosplay? Are y'all y'all like cosplay at all? What's that when you dress up like superheroes? Yeah, chicks who do cosplay. Yeah, I do. I like that cosplay. I role played with this chick one time, right? And she was supposed to be like a prostitute, and we did the whole thing like. She stood on the corner, and I, like, drove around the block. But when I came back, she was gone. And then I made another block, and she was there. I was like, damn, what happened? And she had $40. So, (laughs) no, man, I fuck with with cosplay. I think think all cosplay chicks are real freaky, kinky type chicks. So, I think that's what. In the land of make-believe, who knows? Yep. They be in the. Never mind. Go ahead. They be in the. Say that. Nah, I'm just trying to put, 
<laughs> what? <laughs> Where are we uh, going next, Chef? Anything else with Kevin Gates? I don't know. I mean, was there anything else significant to bring out? Um, Probably not. It was interesting to me. She asked him, um, she asked him, was he in a relationship? And he was like, nah. Because he he was implying that he felt like being in a relationship might slow him down. He was like, um, you know, I'm not going to stop going to the gym. I'm not going to stop working on my project. I'm not going to start eating bad. Uh, he said he'd be in the bed <laughs> most days by like 8, 39 o'clock. And he's like, he don't want to change all of his habits and stuff around, I guess. So do y'all think like uh, when you're in a relationship, like you have to kind of reinvent your wheel? Like, do you think he could? Because normally what people say is, oh, you just need to find somebody that's down with all of that. But I don't necessarily really think that's practical. Like there's there's not gonna be synergy on everything. I don't think most people go into relationships with that understanding anyway. I mean, people go into relationships like they run in their plays. You know what I'm saying? Like these are the plays I'm gonna run. I, I'm this is who I this is who I am. This is who my representative says I'm gonna be. But like most times, like people are not getting into like unorthodox fantasies and like this is who I am. The nitty gritty. You don't find that shit out until later. That's why people be having such a problem in fucking relationships. When you finally get to know that motherfucker after y'all been together for two to three years, you're like, oh, you're into this. Then it becomes, then it becomes different. I don't think we do that in the representation. I mean, that's through the marriage phase. I don't think you know who a motherfucker truly is until you fucking a year and a half, two years fucking married, if that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you also have to build I mean, you're going to have to make compromise anyway. I think that's a part of it. Like, there's going to be some level of compromise in terms of, like, your day-to-day. Um, so, I mean, I get what he's saying. Like, he's like, I'm not going to risk that at all. I mean, that's a that's telling a, just a decision that he made. But that does come with it. Like, I mean, if you have kids, like, cause don't you have kids and shit? Like, you have kids, you have to work around that schedule. Um, if if you're if you're married, you have to work around a schedule to kind of get shit coordinated. So it's just, it's just normal things that you have to do. It's kind of like par for the course. But if he's making the decision, say I'm not going to be partying, none of that. That's his decision, I guess. I mean, when you with somebody, you do. I mean, and you're in a healthy relationship, you pour into that person, and that person pours into you. So you are them. I want to say a distraction, but they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could be a healthy distraction. Well, it depends on what your goal is. So, like, some people won't, some people won't accept, like, when you say my goal is I'm going to go to the gym every day at 5 o'clock. I'm going to do this every day at 7 o'clock. I'm going to work on my music from 10. You know what I'm saying? And if you're in a relationship, somebody, the other person might be like, well, shit, when you don't spend time with me, when you going to do this with me, we ain't been out in this long and blah, 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 blah. So I get it. You know what I'm saying? Um, when, when you don't have to compromise um, or just deal, you know, when you're in a relationship, you think about that other person's well-being also. So you're also, you know, you're losing focus on yourself to focus on somebody else, which is what you do in a relationship. But if you have this, you know, tunnel vision goal, I mean, yeah, being in relationships might, you know, 
make you a little later to your to your uh, end result. I also venture to say that maybe he's picking women who aren't necessarily aligned with his goals and dreams to your point. I mean, which is, you know, a mistake, but I mean, that might be a part of it too. Yeah. But, but then there's also another part of that too, where sometimes like, Oh no, that's what's up. Yeah, that's cool. And then it's like, and you can't just take one, you can't just skip one day. Like, you can't go to the gym at six instead of five. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, that could potentially cause issues. You know what I'm saying? Because you're trying to, like, find a happy middle ground. Or you're trying to compromise or what have you. But, you know, I don't know. Then you, I guess you're forced to kind of make some tough decisions. Like, okay, can I compromise or whatever? And, you know, just you got to kind of have a a decision point with yourself. That's real. Yeah, I'm gonna have to rewatch the shit. Cause I feel like this nigga went off the rails and and was making good points. And then I think we talked about this in pre-production. He was making great points. We were agreeing. Then he would take a left. So I'm gonna watch this again because Kevin Gates be on some other shit sometimes. But all right, cool. Um, that nigga started a car battery with his prayer in his hands. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> and he put that on his kids. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Um. Wait, what do you do? <laughs> he re restarted his latest car with his uh with his hands. He oh, jumped a battery. He had no jumper cable, so he just used. So he might he might be something. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> so, speaking of um deities. So, um, we were talking about this, uh, in pre-production, like, little pre-production a few weeks ago, actually. So, um, I wanted to, like, take some topics, um, and we're going to talk about different things, like, you know, cultural things, music, religion, uh, the arts and all that type of shit, and just compare it to back then, um, and what we with what we experience now. So there's been a lot of news um, as of late, as far as like, um, like around religion, but black, the black church more specifically. Um, I know there was, um, I think the latest thing was like that Kim Burrell rant that she had the church being kind of like an asshole at church and talking about people and calling niggas ugly and all sorts of unchurchy type shit. Um, we had, a uh, Creflo Dollar apologizing for prosperity preaching and say, hey, you know, I take it all back. I shouldn't have been asking y'all niggas for get to give me all sorts of money to, to fund my private jets and things of that nature. I should have been focusing more on being good to people and, and loving each other. So um, it's interesting. Um, I was trying to get a, a sense, I guess, before we got started on – Y- y'all's growing up in terms of like your religious ex- your religious experience your 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 faith and how and how how that was as a child versus now. I mean, did you say religious with a K? No, <laughs> I thought um, like you say religious. All right, no, no, I didn't. Uh, I just, uh, all right. Um, I mean, I grew up 
I grew up with, I mean, my my mother's folks, they from like basically in Richmond. And my mama, I mean, sorry, and my daddy, he from Florida and Alabama type of situation. So everybody was associated with the church some kind of way. Like church wasn't something that you chose to do or something that you went to. You were always a part of the church, whether you were at church or not at church. You went to church on Sunday, but your grandmama, I mean, how my grandmama was, she's on the usher board. You know what I'm saying? Like she'd go to the church multiple times in a week, go drop shit off. Like the church always had bread, like the bread that would be at the supermarket. Same way it was at last, the bread that was at the supermarket that was expired. It's still good bread. You know what I'm saying? They would go and get some bread. She would date the funeral home director. Like I spent as much time in funeral homes as I did in fucking churches. But that was just a part of growing up. Like you were just you grew up in the church and I wasn't even a churchy dude. So it wasn't like church was a choice. It was something that it was like it wasn't an activity that you volunteered for or that you elected. It was mandatory. You know what I'm saying? Like we go to church on Sunday, we my grandma would go in and stop by the funeral home to do this. We gotta stop by the church to go and see this. I got my my sister doing this for the church. She's in a liturgical dance scene, so we gotta go to church on Thursday to go see that particular uh performance. The church was always a part of your life where now church is very much an elective. Like like, oh, I don't really rock with the church like that. So I live my life differently from the church. And I think that's as much the fact that we don't really relate to our elders and our moms and dads who deal with the church, we can essentially go and live our lives separate from that entire infrastructure and apparatus. Um, growing up similar to, to Wood, um, both my parents ended up becoming deacons. Uh, I'd go Bible study on Wednesday. Uh, like my mom, like you said, my mom ended up having to drop some off at the church on Friday, so I'm riding with her there. Saturday, like I said, we have choir rehearsal or something else. My sister have choir rehearsal, but you know, so and then be there Sunday. My dad taught Sunday school. You know what I'm saying? Summertime, we doing vacation Bible school. You know, it's it's always something. So very immersed in church. Not to mention, I went to parochial school from first to twelfth grade. So. I feel like, you know, church was always a part of my growing up. Um, shoot. I think the first time I missed church that I remember was maybe in college. I was like, damn, I didn't go to church Sunday. You know what I'm saying? My mom would still call to see if I went. But I would still try to go. Uh, shout out to Bethel Baptist and uh, Tallahassee, Reverend Stanley L. Walker. Uh, but anyway, but even, you know, it's, it's been a part of my life. Uh, but recently, um, when I say recently, maybe within the last five to seven years, and especially after this pandemic, um, actually going into a church hadn't really been looking appealing to me. I mean, I do feel like you should go and fellowship in the church, and it's a sp- and I do feel like you the spirit moves differently while you're there. But I don't know. Uh, you know, some of the things that the church has taught, um, you know, just about maybe gay marriage or just, you know, more of like fear preaching. I don't really fuck with. It's been a lot of prosperity preaching that, you know, I really don't mess with like that. You know what I'm saying? But I've been lucky to 
come across some really good, you know, pastors and bishops. So, um, yeah, I can, I probably haven't been in an actual church service. Uh, my mom would be making me go when I go back to Nashville, but like in New Orleans, not since maybe a year before the pandemic. So, I don't know. So, I I don't know, man. It's, mm, so that's where I am right now. I feel like churches are too big a little bit because a church was as much a, com- a community center as it was a church. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a community center centered around religion and the word where you would know the people. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm going to go by the church and I know X, Y, and Z. We we did, what is it, Sunday school together or something like that. But you can't do that at these mega churches as, as much because like, oh, I go to the West Campus on this Sunday, but on the next Sunday, I go to the East Campus and mm-hmm. there's 200 kids in Sunday school if they even have a Sunday school it's too much of a production to be that much of a community center. Because, I mean, the church is the same as the Y. The Y was as much of a church as the church was. Like, you go to the Y and go to boys club or whatever. You go shoot pool and go kick it and play. And your mama drop you there for the whole day. Like, it's basically you being babies. There was no fucking daycare, bitch. I'm about to drop you at the fucking boys club. Figure that shit out, and I'll be back in eight hours. I mean, those type of constructs don't exist anymore. The community center is very much a device or something like that. So once we lost that, once we lost that need to commune together, whether it's over religion, sports, or other entertainment, we kind of lost our way because on its face, I feel like those products aren't really as appealing without the community aspect of it. But when you say it moved from the community aspect in order to make more money, like. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on the church. I mean, most churches are it's kind of like a career now, like, you know, what the progression you want your church to be like, this is what I get. My church is now and I want my church to be a greater saint, whatever, you know, what I'm saying or this mega church, you know, what I'm saying Ebenezer this or whatever. You want your church to have multiple campuses. That's the goal, right? That's what a pastor is very much a career oriented person as much as anybody else is. So they see that and that's the trajectory that they want to go on. But that trajectory doesn't necessarily lend itself to a strong community center. Because my job is to get butts in the seats, tithes, offerings. And how do I do that? That's very much a product. That's religion as a product and not necessarily a church as a community center. The pastors I grew up with didn't care about being a motherfucking mega church pastor. This is my daddy church. My daddy raised me to be a pastor or whatever. So I'm carrying on the family legacy and I'm such and such and such and such junior. And my job is just to serve the community and keep the church doors open. That was the goal, but that's not necessarily the goal anymore. So if the goal has changed, as a result, the product has changed. No, I feel you. I, I think I was, I mean, I was brought up pretty much similar to you all where, you know, went to church like four or five days a week. So it was a, it was a typical thing. I mean, it was where I liked to be. So like to your point about church being community center, it was, I mean, it was like where we kicked it. Like we would be there, not just on Sunday, but we would be there 
for anything. Like, and, and it, even sometimes I would just be there just to hang out and shoot the shit. Like it was just a place to be. It was safe. It was people like minded people, like we're good kids, not really on some bullshit, really just wanted to be somewhere and, 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 and be around like-minded folks. So it was a good look in that sense. Um, but yeah, I think, I think as I got older and maybe it's because, you know, I moved away from my, I mean, I moved from Indiana and I moved to Florida and started going, I mean, I went to church and college pretty, pretty typically. And also when I moved to Atlanta, I went to church pretty regularly, but when I got older and started seeing weird shit at church, like people like not being necessarily nicer or, or kind. <laughs> like I know before I got married, I wanted to um, get my daughter uh, christened at the church. I got christened at in Orlando. So um, I went to the pastor at the time and I was like, yo, we about to get um, my daughter's about to be one. want to get her christened. And he was like, are y'all married? He's like, no, but we're going to get married um, next next week, so we want to get her christened. He's like, "Well, I don't know y'all like that to be christening that baby. I need what? to know y'all, and y'all ain't married." I was like, "What the fuck? Knowing me or the baby got to do with that? Like, it's, it's not, right. you're not important in this equation." Right. <laughs> uh, but um, but this fool said all that shit, and I was like, "Ugh!" And I was already weirded out by the church that my um my family's church because they used to have these weird seances every new year's where they would like like new year's day they would have like let's evoke our ancestors and they'd say these weird prayers i'm like ain't this like a, a cme church and they would do weird shit like that and and they would i was like this is creepy you said um, cme christmas mother's day and easter that's what he said that was that was a joke but yeah oh, <laughs> like okay. when, that it. was the joke he used to say but it's christian methodist episcopal oh but yeah. um, i never i never heard of that all right yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like an offshoot of Amy or something like that. They cousins. It used to mean it used to mean colored Methodist Episcopal, but then they changed it, which is weird. But anyway, um, so we used to. So I mean, between like I used to, I between those experiences, I got started getting jaded, and I started realizing like a lot of the people I know who are super religious ain't like the nicest people. And I, I mean, I think that Christianity or any sort of religion, at the end of the day, I would think the most important things would be to be faithful and to be kind. And I I think that's like supposed to be the centerpiece. I could be wrong. Um, But if I am wrong, I still prefer those aspects in general. Like I I look in, I I look at kindness more than anything. Like just be nice to people. Yeah. I agree. So that's kind of pushed me away. But, um, I mean, I know even with the latest news, like, I mean, what was y'all thoughts on the whole tithing thing that Creflo Dollar said? I mean, I know a lot of these churches have also been kind of getting a bad rep because the preachers be rich as fuck and and, and flossy and all that shit. So did y'all think that was interesting that he kind of called that shit out or there's a shift? What did he say exactly again? He was basically saying that he was wrong about um, teaching prosperity preaching and you should really give what you're able to give. You shouldn't be trying to like max out giving so much money to the church. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so kind of two different things. Yeah, prosperity preaching. 
I absolutely am against because how can you say for certain what God is going to do on someone like on God's behalf? You know what I'm saying? So um, definitely shouldn't do that. Like shouldn't be an if then else statement. Um, and you should, you know, Bible speaks to all that. Lord loves a cheerful giver, give from your heart, all of that kind of stuff. So yeah. Um, hopefully more people, now that he's kind of first domino to fall, more people will kind of take that up and chill on the prosperity preaching. Exploiting people, essentially. Tyler's a tax. I don't care how you cut it. I don't care what Bible verse you use. I don't care what scripture you use. Tyler's a tax. A tax, currency, all worldly ideas, all worldly constructs. While I think it's great that you thought in your mind that God somehow said, oh, 10% or something like that, I find it hard to believe that this worldly, non-worldly celestial being who is all-knowing and all-powerful said, oh, I should get 10% for churches across the board. That doesn't make any sense, right? It's just, it's just stupid. And I get it. You might have a Bible verse for me or some scripture and, well, tithe your time instead of tithing your money. I, I really just do not care, and I, I really don't want to hear that. It just sounds like bullshit to me. Um, mm-hmm. The church is very much a government, just like the government is the government, and there needed to be taxes taken. And that's an idea to use to take taxes from the people to support the church. I would much rather you say, give me 10% of everything you got to support the church than to say that God came down with his golden calculator and said <laughs> 10% from everybody this is what I need or you're going to go to hell. I just, I, I just don't believe that. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I'd be ill as fuck. If Rodney Dangerfield was like, man, I heard you didn't give like $200 million um, during your life. Like you were supposed to be fucked up. Welcome. Yeah. And it's a flat tax too. Like what? Yeah. It doesn't scale at all. It's kind of fucked. Like in general, it's a fucked up, a fucked up situation. Um, so what you posted, uh, I want to get, get y'all's point of view on this um, and we move on, but I wanted to get your, get your thoughts on this. But um, so TD Jakes had a rant that went viral. I don't know, even know how recent it was. Maybe it was recent um, talking about gender roles, basically like how women today, and I don't want to paraphrase, but I will, but basically at, at the heart of it was saying like, um, women don't know how to submit and they're not, they don't know how to, they're focused, too focused on their career and not focused on the family. And that's a big issue in terms of why, how relationships are failing and, and the male female dynamic isn't positive these days. I mean, take it a step further. It's the same narrative I've been saying since we've been on the show. How do you take uh-huh. a creature and you train them a certain way for the first 30 to 40 years of their life? And then all of a sudden, when they get married, you expect them to act differently. Human beings do not operate that way. So if a woman is growing up in a household with a parent who does not teach her daughter, and I'm not saying you should or you shouldn't. I'm not saying right or wrong. But if that parent doesn't teach that child to submit to a husband or a boyfriend or a significant other, and then they go to high, they go to high school, they go to college, and they don't enter relationships where they are submissive or that they cater to their husbands or that they love their husbands, or that they're effective to their affectionate to their husbands or their boyfriends. That's the relationship they have in college. Then they graduate from college and they have very much the same relationships. It's very transactional. 
I'm looking for a man who's going to do X, Y, and Z for me, so on and so forth. You're withholding. You've withholded your entire life because that's what you're taught. I'm not supposed to give a man this until he gives me this. So you don't show him affection. You're not submissive to him. You don't show him love. You don't cater to any of his needs. You do that after college. And then all of a sudden, after there are vows and you're 35 and 40 years old, now you're going to flip your entire personality. That is not how human beings work. Nowhere in the pantheon of history has that ever happened. We are creatures of habit. Any woman who sits and tells you that, oh, when I get married, I'm going to actually treat my man the way that he should be, you're full of shit. Because if you've never done it in your life, you won't do it after you're married. Yeah. Well, shit. All right. I mean, um, I will say, I don't know. I mean, because if you said what you said makes sense, but being practical, I don't know if it's, I want to hear that from a preacher necessarily. I don't know why. And maybe it's, more preachers should keep it real. No, they, they should keep. Like, I think everybody. I don't think preachers have a problem keeping it real. I don't think they've. Ever, I don't think that's ever. I don't think they're in a deficit in that from that point of view. But I don't know how realistic it is because they know. I mean, like, think about how you parent. Like, I mean, his daughter's pretty powerful. Like Sarah Jakes is a pretty powerful woman. I, I'm pretty sure he instilled that in her. Yeah. Um, either through, I mean, like maybe indirectly by showing, like, okay, I'm a very powerful preacher. Um, and he, I mean, he, and she's married. I mean, and I'm sure she's. I'm sure they're doing just fine. Right. But he does have a, a powerful daughter. Like she's doing. She's very successful. She's. She has her own empire in terms of like speaking being a public speaker and, and a force in that sense so but and we don't know how her dynamic with her husband is she right. might be running that nigga too so it's like i'm like i'm wondering like like if you're trying if you're talking about power dynamics i don't know if he should be the, the, the first person to speak on that because we still can't get we're not going to get a, a microscopic view into his daughter's relationship you know what i'm saying like Power begets power, I believe. Like if you, if like your your daughter is gonna be a powerful young lady just because of the way in which she was raised, like I wouldn't question that. I would, I can't question that with my daughters. So it's, it's I mean, like, but, but to me, it's not about power, and I think that's the problem. No. Everything okay. revolves around power and control, and it's like, I, I, it comes with feminism, and it comes with all these great things. You know, it's like. Well, I'm going to treat you like this and I'm going to do like this because the patriarchy or I feel that I shouldn't have to do that. I make as much money as you. I make more money than you or I'm just as capable. And let's just get rid of traditional tropes. I mean, all of that is there. Right. Mm -hmm. But we sometimes forget. So a man in his entire life can never forget what a woman is. Right. No matter how powerful she is or whatever, no matter how successful she is, a woman wants to be loved. Right. And you have to love her or, or and you have to love her exclusively, right? You can't just forget that part or it's not going to work. You ha Husbands have to love their wives. You have to. And you can't fake that bone. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to love your wife. That's just what it is or the relationship won't work. But I feel also we forget the relationship between a man and a woman. A man has to be needed. 
A man is an organic tool. We are tools. You know what I'm saying? We have to be needed. We have to be used, right? If you have an axe, you have to use it or it will rust. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times we get into these relationships where it may start as a power dynamic, right? Where women, I want to do X, Y, and Z, and women try so hard, and I'm not saying it's even intentional, right? Or even just right or wrong, but they try so hard to show a man that they aren't needed, right? Mm. And it's like, as a man, a man's very identity is tied to his need. And if you don't need me and I have no purpose or utility in your life, then there's no room for me in your life. And to a woman, that may be great. You may be able to go to your homegirls and say all of that at the happy hour. Like, but that nigga, like if that nigga want to leave, he can leave because I got my own money. Like, yeah, that's great for you to say. But the utility of that man is no longer of value. And your relationship is a, is a basically forfeit at that point. And a lot of women are using that same strategy. And that's great for you. You know what I'm saying? You may feel good about that, but it makes a lot of men feel like shit. And they live in a world where they're not needed. So when you say, well, why aren't men trying to be in community relationships? I mean, why aren't men trying to do long-term relationships? Because men don't want to go places where they're not needed. The general person, what that says, what that says to a lot of men is, I don't want you and I don't need you. Sure, come around, buy me something to eat, take me out to whatever, put some food in my mouth or whatever, but I don't need you. Like, that's a bad message to send to the to the member of the opposite sex. Yeah, I can't argue it. Yeah, I feel what you're saying. I guess that's roundabout. That's that's more so what he was saying. I get I get it. Okay. Yeah, the gender wars um, are going to continuously do us in. So I don't want to beat that horse to death. I mean, it's a valid horse to beat, but yeah. I mean, unless until we see some sort of shift. Yeah, because everybody's trying to prove that they're right and proving a bunch of moot points in the process, which have no point. And so all you really do is just make the other side mad and pushing each other further away. Hey, niggas need to go back to church, man. We're the collective. <laughs> we're the collective. <laughs> Bad relationship. Absolutely. Or a massive bad relationship. Yeah, maybe niggas need to do need to go back to church. Um, well, shit. Let's let's shift it to um. Let's shift it to entertainment. Holy fuck! <laughs> where are we at? We have more topics. Where you we get bar? Where are we at? We had an hour and forty. We're an hour and thirty five minutes. Word. Shit. Yes. Oh. Yeah, let's keep this shit on the list for next week, man. These won't, these won't, um, these won't spoil. Uh, but you, you don't have to take what's worth for it. You rock with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead, visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love. Show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now for the with all due respects. Uh, with all due respect.
time for me to talk about shit that I hate. Mm-mm, JJO hates all types of shit. And one of the things that I hate are people with multiple Facebook pages. Um, and it's y'all's birthday. So then I have to decide which one of your fucking pages I have to tell you happy birthday on because you have three of them. But guess what? All you niggas out there, I'm only going to say happy birthday to one of your pages. I'm not going to go to all your pages. And if I say happy birthday to you on a text message, I'm not going to say happy birthday to you again on Instagram and or Facebook. Um, And if I say it on one platform, I'm not going to say it on the other. So. Uh, that's one of the things I hate. And another thing that I hate, and I might have talked about this before, is how don't y'all know when people are doing these fucking fake pranks on, like, social media? Like, TikTok, Instagram, fucking phone is in the car. The chick is like, I'm going to spray some fart spray. Then the nigga gets in the car and be like, oh, god damn, what'd you eat? Oh, my Lord. And then y'all send it to me like it's funny. <laughs> And it'd be the worst fucking acting in the fucking world. And y'all just be eating that shit up. And I hate it. With all due respect. Uh, With all due respect. um, So there's been several shootings over the past forever. Um, And we don't really talk about shootings at this point anymore. We'll do it every now and then. Because at this point, what is point our opinions haven't changed on gun laws and and people being violent for no reason and crazy and all that bullshit so we don't really just we don't there's no need to reiterate it but it always gets weird when it gets close to home like it got weird for me when the pulse shooting happened because it was just we were literally a block away when it happened that was fucked up then this past weekend, there was a shooting in Indian in the Indianapolis suburb of Greenwood at Greenwood Park Mall, where a young man, young bastard, went and purposely killed Hispanic Americans, killed three of them. Uh, I grew up like five minutes from Greenwood Park Mall. I worked at Greenwood Park Mall in the in the food court where this took place. So it's weird to have it. So it just gets weird when shit gets way too close and and you relate far too much. Um, we we revisit this all the time. They need to have gun control in place. People need to deal with their demons. We all have them. Everybody's a varying degree of crazy. But the difference between maybe people on this call and people that are listening to this podcast is you found some sort of way to cope. You you might smoke every now and then. might drink every now and then. You might pray on it. You might uh, go see a therapist on a weekly basis or however often you need to do it. But you found a way to deal with your your ver- your your version of crazy that we all have to do. Y'all need to find a way to deal with it, man. Like life is designed to be Madden level difficult. It's not simple. It's not easy. It ends sad each time. 
But you need to find a way to deal, man. And it doesn't include killing people or hating people. Seems taxing to me. Um, so I hope y'all find a way. Like we all need to find our ways to deal and and move accordingly with all due respect. With all due respect, um, I'm not sure if we touched on this or not, but uh, if you've been following the news of the Brittany Griner situation, um, like, I, I took issue with the fact that um, her lawyer basically made a statement that if this was LeBron James, she would have been home by now. And the problem that I had with that was, one, and I'm I'm not a little... I mean, I don't have an issue with LeBron James or whatever, but, like, how people are LeBron heads and, like, I have to defend LeBron. That's not me at all. But it's like, damn, this man chilling, minding his business, enjoying his fucking offseason, probably got a tilapia sandwich in his hand, and then this shit hits the wire. And then he's like, damn, why is my shit blowing up? Because somebody hit me about some shit I ain't had nothing to do with. Like, I've never heard of LeBron smoking, never seen LeBron smoking, like, Never had no positive drug test or nothing. So, like, that's cool. You want to draw awareness to your situation and all that. But it's other ways to do that without dragging other people down. Because then, although he hasn't spoken on it before, and that's his prerogative as well, it was like, then he made a statement. And if I'm not mistaken, like, he got drugged by some people for the statement. So, it's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But all that to say, like, that was, like, kind of lame for her to, like, drag him into it and like if I was Brittany Griner I would be kind of pissed off personally because it's like you're not doing your best job for me as my attorney because this shit don't have nothing to do with nothing like this doesn't bring me any closer to resolving my case and getting the fuck out of Russia so that's that's something that's been on my mind with all due respect with all due respect um, of course the Supreme Court in the past couple of weeks uh made a ruling that essentially changed a lot of the concealed carry laws in the country. Many kind of many states uh, like the state of Maryland, uh, you had to have a pretty good reason to get a concealed carry permit, something like uh, uh, a death threat, or you had to have a, a business where you carry a lot of cash, right? Those are the only ways you can get a, a concealed carry permit. Um, those are uh, what they call shall issue states, right? May issue, a may issue state. The Supreme Court ruled that that was unconstitutional and they cannot make you have a substantial reason to get a concealed carry permit. And me personally, my politics on guns are I don't like guns. I'm not a gun nut. Um, I feel as though most guns should be outlawed, including AR-15s, any sort of long, any sort of long rifle that is semi-automatic. That is how I feel. And that's in line with most liberal-minded people. Like, there are guns out here that we don't fucking need. I don't understand why you need backpack guns and calicos and all this other fucking names. I don't understand why you need them. I think they're ridiculous and they're dangerous in this country. However, if the laws of the land are going to be such that everybody can carry guns on their person, as black people, we need to be armed. Because no matter what your opinion is and you say, oh, well, I don't like guns, so I'm not going to get a concealed carry permit and I'm not going to put my kids around guns and I'm not going to teach them about guns. The people that want to kill your kids have a lot of guns. And you need to prepare your children. You need to prepare your families for the inevitable situation 
where they may have to defend themselves. And no matter how we don't like it, it is a reality of living in America, right? You have to prepare yourself for tactical situations. You have to prepare yourself for survival situations. We understand that it is hot as fuck right now in this country. No matter what country, what what corner of the country you're in, whether you're in Texas where it's 109 degrees, or you're here in Maryland where it's fucking 99 degrees, or in Florida where it's hot as fuck, and New Orleans has always been hot as fuck. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But it's always been a thing, but it's getting hotter and hotter. And what that means is higher uh, chances of drought, higher chances of uh, famines and loss of food. Like this is going to affect the way people get jobs and people are going to lose out on income. They're going to be more desperate to do things to you and your family. And you have to be prepared for that, not just from a defense standpoint to defend what you already have, but also to understand how to grow your own food, right? How to uh, supplement the ecosystem as it changes. You can't shoot your way out of a survival situation. Everything doesn't require a bullet. But as African-Americans, we need to be more aware of how we are going to support our families in the event that things go fucking left. And that looks very much different from uh, somebody in Texas as it does in somebody in D.C. and somebody in Seattle. Right. Because we all live in different little ecosystems of the country. But it, but it is things that we need to think about. Right. You know, learn how to compost in your community. Yeah, that might sound lame, but it does mean something, right? It can help you grow your gardens, grow your own garden, grow your own food, grow your own herbs, grow your own vegetables, right? It's what you're supposed to be doing as a fucking human being on the planet anyway. Uh, but it's something that you should learn. Those are good skills in addition to learning how to how to shoot, right? But also learning how to tie knots, those sort of things, man. Like all of those sort of things matter because they help us be good human beings and be good custodians of the planet and the earth that we live in. It's not all about taking and taking and taking. I know that's a theme that I have every with all due respect, but we cannot continue to take and take and take from the earth because eventually the earth will have nothing to give and then we'll all be on a fucking crash course with death unless you have certain survival skills. So go on YouTube or go look at you know some guys who do ranger type of training or something like that and learn how to like take care of the earth, man. Learn some skills, man. Learn some skills that are outside of, oh, I'm about to go check the fucking stock market and I'm about to be rich by fucking Thursday, bitch. Like, come up with some skills that actually fucking matter, man. Like, everything that you do as a human being can't be sitting around you making money. But that's all I got. With all due respect.